Hi everyone, I am Suyash and today I will talk about the case of Arunachala Gondar dead by legal representatives versus Punnu Sami and others. Wherein the Honorable Supreme Court discussed the various sources of the Hindu law. In the present post, I will simply try to provide a brief summary of the sources of the Hindu law and will not be going into the details. According to the court, the exact origin of Hindu law is shrouded in antiquity. However, the Hindus believe their laws to exist in the revelations preserved in Vedas, Shrutis and Smritis. So what are these? A. There are four types of Vedas, Rig Veda, Yajur Veda, Sam Veda and Atharva Veda. In short, they comprise of a large body of religious texts. B. Shruti. It means that which are heard and revealed. Even Vedas are considered to be Shrutis. C. Smritis. It means that which is remembered. They are believed to be recorded in the very words of Lord Brahma. And D. Sahitas. It literally means put together. They are Smritis and are collection of rule-based verses. It is to be noted that the aforestated sources are attributed to the learned scholarly sages such as Manu, Yagnevalk, Vishnu, Parashar and Gautam etc. These sources constantly evolved over the years embracing the whole system of law and are regarded as conclusive authorities. Besides these sources, customs, equity, justice, good conscience and judicial decisions have also supplemented the development of Hindu law. In addition to the aforestated, with time, different schools of Hindu law have developed. Basically, there are four different schools of Hindu law. A. Mayukha. This system is prevalent in the area of Bombay, Konkan and Gujarat. B. Marumakkatayam or Nambudri. This system is prevalent in the state of Kerala. C. Dayabhag. This system is prevalent mostly in the Bengal and is based on the doctrine of religious efficacy according to which the right to inherit any property arises from the capacity to confer spiritual benefit on the souls of paternal and maternal ancestors that is by offering pinds and water to the deceased ancestors in a regular manner. Further, under this system, the relative who is the nearest of kin is capable of conferring the greatest spiritual benefit on the soul of the deceased. And D. Mitakshara. This system applies to majority of India with slight variations with the fundamental principles being the same and has developed through works like Vyavastha Chandrika, Spriti Chandrika and Jinot Vahana's treatise. These slight variations formed various sub-schools namely Banaras school, Mithila school, Maharashtra or Bombay school, Dravid or Madras school. Basically, this system is based on the rule of propinquity, meaning that the nearer heir excludes the more remote. Even the present Hindu Succession Act of 1956 is also based on the same rule and no person has a definite share as fluctuations keep occurring due to deaths and births in the family. That was a brief overview of the various sources of the Hindu law. I hope that the same provides some clarity. For more details, please refer to various commentaries such as the Mullah on Hindu law. 
Hence, I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, and comment. See you next time. Till then, stay tuned.